Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have another special guest. Her name is Annette Kurtz. And she has hundreds of clients in countries all over the world and has cleared spaces in their homes and businesses to bring about greater clarity, harmony, and growth in both their life and work. Annette grew up in southern Germany as a former global finance executive, and she has studied and practiced the art of feng shui and meditation for only over 20 years. Being a global citizen, Annette has also lived in Europe, Asia, and the U.S. and, and moved in homes in over 30 times and offices on over 21 occasions. Annette works with businesses and residential clients <clears throat> to, ex- to reset and refresh the energy in their homes and businesses for greater success. Annette, welcome to the show. Hey, Lance, it's lovely to be with you today. Yeah, I love your background. We were talking a little bit before we started um, and I think it's great. Um, so speaking of that, you know, what, one thing that stuck out to me is, I think the stark difference between finance and what you do now, at least that's my surface level view. Um, so your background is actually finance and treasury, uh, as it appears. Um, so before we get into what you do now, maybe tell us what led you to those places in the beginning and then what drew you out of them. I had a phenomenal opportunity to uh, work at a great company in Germany at uh, Mercedes-Benz. And uh, my first job was in um cash management, basically. And it was all about money flows, um, all the money that all the subsidiaries and all the companies worldwide at uh, Mercedes had uh, were basically accumulating on my desk. And I had to allocate them and plan for them and uh, do the financial forecasts. So this was, uh, <laughs> this was my first job. And I always love to work with uh, flows, basically, yeah, with cash flows, with uh, financial planning flows. Um, later also how to optimize um, a new treasury risk management system. So to have a straight through processing, straight through to the accounting after transactions. And um, I always was very fascinated, fascinated by, by that. What pulled you out of that work then? Because to me, again, this seems like these are two, what you're doing now versus what you're doing before are just completely on the opposite spectrum of creativity, feelings. One is very concrete. One is a little bit more abstract, but it can go back to concrete. How, you know, what pulled you towards what you're doing now? Yeah, I totally agree. It looks like it's at the other end of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel the underlying principle of both is actually flow. Um, But what pulled me out of it is um, I had the opportunity to study with a grandmaster while I was living in uh, Asia. Uh, actually with a master and a grandmaster. And um, I was so fascinated by it and I could feel also the impact it had on my own life. And I just wanted to make a bigger difference for in people's lives. That's when I switched careers. <laughs> when did you, when exactly did you switch careers then and move into what you're doing now? How many, how many years ago was that? So the total switch happened in 2010 when I came to the United States. Oh, wow. Um, but I have uh, studied feng shui and um, space clearing since 2000, 
And uh, yeah, I have always done and uh, up my, my game, so to speak, yeah, during those years. Um, but yeah, I think I could say the main, the big shift was uh, coming to the United States. Yeah. Was, did, so 2010 um, was right on the heels of the, you know, Great Recession um, worldwide, right? I mean, all, all, everybody's tied together at this point. That's kind of a globalism sort of really took hold and everything. We, we, you know, so did that, did that have anything to do with the, the transition at all? Or, or is that just coincidental as far as timing goes? It's more coincidentally. I mean, um, there also was the, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, peel back the onion a little bit for us. Um, so, so then if you've always been into flows, what drew you exactly into maybe, you know, feng shui and meditation and exploring that kind of flow? Where, where, where did you, what made you, what was the tipping point for you to sort of really get into that and pursue it and then start your own business? The real tipping point was when I was attending um, an event in Singapore uh, with my uh, teacher, Karen Kingston, and um, I just felt I arrived at home. You know, I never had, maybe I'm a bit more a global nomad type of uh, person, but um, I never had a sense that I really arrived um, at home. And when I was in her um, event, I felt like, oh my God, this is just something that I was always looking for. And I feel the same goes with, with meditation. I was always a bit dissatisfied with who I was or who I could become. It felt so limited. And I felt that meditation was just opening the doors, gave me a bigger understanding of what's actually behind things. And as you say, yeah, we talk so casually about energy flows, but it's, it's quite profound to um, suddenly have that type of energetic um, awakening that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so for people maybe who, for who don't know what, what feng shui is or um, how, maybe you could educate us a little bit. What, what is it? How can it help them? How do they know if they don't have it in their offices or homes? So maybe I, um, if it's okay, I'd like to share a story how it actually impacted me and how I started to become interested in it. Because when I lived in Singapore, I uh, was doing an uh, executive MBA program, uh, uh, part-time to my full-time job, and I needed to write my master thesis. And I got a total writing block and I just had no way to dissolve it. I didn't know what to do. I, I had everything laid out, all the, everything was there, but I just couldn't get it to, to flow, to put it on paper. And um, it was only very last minute that I noticed like, it's actually the room I was sitting in that drove me bananas. Yeah. It was like, I got such a high anxiety for no reason in that particular room. And then I switched around. I went into a different space that I would not have chosen, uh, you know, just by plain eyesight. Yeah. It was, um, the first room had a view out over the rainforest and uh, the other room was more city view and I would have never picked city view. <laughs> I love nature. And um, so that's okay. I noticed whenever I go into that room for some strange reason, I do feel calmed down. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I just shifted. I put my desk into that room with the city view and I calmed down and I could start right again. I had to swivel around my desk. Uh, try different desk positionings. And this is when I got really into, wow, what is going on here? What did just happen? Um, and everything was so much easier. I was just uh, blazing through my thesis and uh, was a, felt like a different person, a lot more grounded. And um, so this is when I 
also got into more into wow, what's actually behind this this feng shui. It's more than just a superstitious belief of things. And um, so it's basically optimizing the flows. It's creating harmony um, of the between the elements and the the us human beings so where we are uh, we can really harness the elements and the um, integrity of an environment uh, to tap into a different flow yeah i i 100 believe in it my house is designed um in, 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 with the feng shui principles so you know one of the things that we've noticed is one of our sons um i don't know how it, how you've noticed it affects people's uh health in terms of illness but he had major respiratory issues before we designed and then built and lived in this house and they have completely went away. Um, whether that's coincidental or not, I, I do believe, and we, we also rarely, rarely get sick, even during um, COVID and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, I had traveled to Florida several times to Utah. Like I, I, I kind of didn't stop living um, in the sense of, you know, where a lot of other people did. So I'm, I'm a true believer in that kind of energy and flow as well. Tell, tell us about meditation too. You know, what is one habit, um, when, when maybe was your epiphany with that, uh, with, with meditation? And, and what is one habit that everybody you think should be, should be into regarding meditation and then why? So I think there are two things to consider. One is more like the common belief that meditation is there in order to feel better. Yeah, or meditation is there in order to calm you down. And this is really... Um, a side effect. I feel meditation is the art of um, awakening and uh, the art of also building your energy, your subtle bodies of energy. So you can also be more perceptive. You uh, notice when things are off. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, they have kind of like what they call a gut feeling about things. Um, but when you are really uh, cultivating your subtle body of energy, you have a much, much different uh, vehicle of awareness. What is, what is your routine for, for meditation? So I meditate uh, over an hour every morning and I also do uh, postures to keep uh, myself in the move, flexible. And um, I also attend uh, regular uh, meditation intensives. Are you doing meditation like immediately when you wake up, you know, within the first few minutes while you're still coming out of that dream state? Or do you, do you give yourself a break before you kind of enter into that? I go, well, I get up, I open up my house, so to speak. Yeah. And then I will, I will retreat and uh, sit down for my morning meditation. It's um, also one of the goals in meditation is to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, to go beyond the mind so you can experience states of being. And uh, this is better done when the world is not so busy yet and you are not plugged into your calendars or your phone yet. So um, if you ask for a tip, I would recommend that if people are into um, cultivating more silence within themselves or finding a way to really more their higher selves is... Um, to stay a bit away from emails and the phone in the morning, just at least for whatever time is they feel appropriate and not switch off on their phones the first thing they get up. Um, it just uh, brings a, a bit of a disruptive uh, buzz and it, it plugs you into a particular flow that <laughs> then is dominating your day. And so if you have an opportunity to uh, not switch off your phone first thing in the morning, 
um, that that is a big plus. I agree. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your book. What's its title and, and what inspired you to write it? So my book uh, is called Harmonize Your Home, 52 Tips to Energize Your Work from Home Life for Greater Success. And uh, last year with this more um, unusual circumstances we suddenly found ourselves in, I had a lot of clients who were like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, How am I going to set up my room? I don't have space for my Mm -hmm. desk. There are so many disruptions. And um, so I started to teach a a free class, um, Feng Shui, your work from home life. Um, That became a major success. And I was inspired to to write a book and pass it on to a broader audience. That's wonderful. Um, What has been your biggest challenge so far in writing it? Because was this your first book? Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. And it's my first book. (laughs) Yeah. So the biggest challenge, I would say, is... um, the flow landed immediately, yeah, with the layout and everything. That was beautiful. But what I was challenged with personally, I consider myself a practical person. And I would have not uh, dared to go and write a fiction, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I said, oh, my God, tips, that is phenomenal. That totally fits who I am and what I stand for. And um, I was sometimes really challenged to, um, there are only 100 words you can pack into each tip. And I was sometimes really challenged to uh, transport a message in just 100 words. It was a really good exercise, actually. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and you, so uh, how long, how long did it take you to write the book? I mean, and were you at all, were you at all, intimidated by sort of that blank first page and you know did you use any of the tactics that you have your meditation to 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 break through that so um what i did is i laid out i kept it flexible and i realized like the worst thing uh is to get stuck with it so i have a huge mirror in my living space and i used um blue sticky notes for the chapters and pink sticky notes for the individual tips. So I still had an opportunity to swivel it around. Yeah. And um, I, I just did the layout first and spent quite some time. So the flow clicked for me internally. Um, and then I started, I started writing it and I really, in, I really enjoyed it. But of course you hit faces where I was like, Oh my God, I thought I would be, much further ahead and then you go back and revisit everything and um, it took me actually I started the beginning of June and the writing phase was finished in end of October. Beautiful beautiful so you mentioned uh, there's 52 tips in your book what is your favorite one and, and one that you feel like every listener should take from after listening from this podcast? There's not just one favorite tip, but I try my best, okay? Um, What I really love is uh, tip 51, new beginnings. It's it's, um, Hermann Hesse, he's a German um, author. Uh, He was saying that there is magic in every new beginning. And I feel if uh, we can just take that into consideration with everything that we start, we get an automatic energetic uplift into our new endeavor, whatever it is, yeah? 
And I feel that we do not, and I know this from my clients as well, we do not pay enough attention to uh, this extra beautiful um, uplift that we can get with um, looking at new beginnings. And this doesn't mean it has to be like a major uh, life event that is starting. Um, it's also every day is a new beginning. And so to bring that bit of magic into our lives and um, appreciate that and use that uplift to carry us forward that's what I would say is already a big win for, for everyone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Looking just even the little subtle things like you're talking about. I mean, you, you made me think of like, Oh, maybe that's why I like fishing so much is because every time I catch a fish, I don't know what kind of fish it's going to be. It's a new fish. You know what I'm saying? Different size, whatever. Um, can you tell us without naming names or maybe you will name names. Can you tell us one of your greatest client success stories so far? I have several. Um, I would say I talk about a lady, her name is Amanda, and um, she was in my class and she felt totally stuck in her work from home space, in her home office. And uh, we worked together and I was able to see what is blocking her. So I have a sp specific method that I use to open up the space because I do these consultations virtually. And... Um, so we were talking and she gave me a bit of a rundown what's happening and I got a view of her of her space and I felt that she's so totally not empowered by where she is located in her office. So one of my first steps was to find her position of where she can be in power, where she feels grounded. And the other thing is then also, I also shared this in my book, to have a, actually an outlook that is inspiring, yeah? It can be something that is representing you where you'd like to go a couple months down the road or what your big life goal is, but it carries a particular um, vibration. It carries an energy that you can connect to even when you just sit at your computer. And so she got herself a, a beautiful poster with a, a Hollywood um, star actually. And um, she got contacted by one of the biggest Hollywood companies. She's writing a book and it's going to be turned into a movie, into a movie. Wow. Wow, it's kind of like the law of attraction sort of thing. Is, is that is that? Yes, it's getting yeah. you unstuck. It's creating the flow, and it's also lifting you out of your ordinary perspective. I would say, yeah. Yeah, what does a consultation look like for your clients then? You know, is it all remote? Do you go out on site? What is maybe unpeel that process for us? So, if, so somebody's listening to this and they they're interested in contacting you, so they you know they can yeah. they can they know what to expect. Totally. So I have two, two different uh, ways I'm working with. I can work with people um, virtually. So this are, I work with a lady who is now uh, decluttering uh, her closet, doing a closet cleanse because she's entering a new phase of her life. And I can totally do that uh, remotely. I have a couple of um, uh, pre-calls that I set up and then we'll go into the actual sessions. I like to spread it out a little bit because I'm all about creating momentum and doing things in an empowering way for my clients. And everything that I do then with them is really uh, customized to their needs because um, I've seen so many times people get systems pushed onto them um, that don't work, that they create more overwhelm, they create more headache. So it's very important for me to have an opportunity to understand my clients first and and then tailor the way I work with them towards it. And the other thing is I also go to homes that these are my on-site consultations, the space clearing consultations, mm -hmm. where I totally reset the energetic environment 
for a client and basically attune the homes to what their next step in life is so that they can create a forward momentum for themselves. It's like this discover um, the soul of your home, basically. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what can somebody do that lacks um, that lacks experience or lack of flow in their life? So if they're if they're if they're seeing a lot of stoppages, do you have any just some basic things that they could do? You know, that are pretty simple. Well, I would say the my book is really set up in a way that's accelerating. Yeah, I've put a lot of effort in to bring people in from their outer environments to open their eyes to make them curious what's happening about them and how they can harness. Uh, their environments and bring that into their homes to create a flow that is also more in sync with with the environment. But first of all, I would recommend them to also look at, first thing is movement. If people feel stuck, start to get moving. Yeah, it's like change something that you are doing that you know is not working in your favor. So I don't want to call call out anything now. Everybody, I think, has a pretty good idea what they think they could change. But Mm -hmm. get out moving, yeah? Go for a walk. Use your bicycle. Just do some push-ups. Whatever it is that you enjoy, that's the most important thing. Doing something that they always have postponed um, that they like to enjoy, that sets sets them totally into motion and that can break through that stagnancy. So, so a lot of it maybe is just, just really people listening to how the universe and nature are pulling them in certain directions. Obviously, if it's a pause, positive, you know, thing that they're looking to do, if they're just compelled to go on that walk, they're compelled to, to go on that hike, they're compelled um, to go fishing or, 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 or go swimming or something like that. Is that, is that where you're seeing kind of the starting point for people? Is they're just finally listening to those, those energies that are pulling them in those directions? Well, I would say um, as human beings, we are pretty much or we can be pretty much self-determined. So I wouldn't just say like uh, do anything that you are pulled yeah. towards. Um, I feel there is an intersection of um, our spirituality and then nature and our homes. Um, but do something that you feel is making a difference in your life um, when you see yourself two years down the road. Yeah. One question I like to ask everybody, every guest on this show, <clears throat> is uh, knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time and, and tell your former self one piece of advice, what would that be? It's a tough one. I know. <laughs> that is really a very tough question. Um, I would say for me, I am a more high energy person yeah um by nature and i also sometimes this high energy uh moves towards a bit more worries that is when i was younger and i've totally shifted that also with the meditation practice um and i would say if i could give myself one advice is like to worry a little bit less still have all your whatever systems in place that you need, you know, to live a good life um, and a purposeful life, but um, to worry a little bit less. This is what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. 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 Worry a little less, right? hundred percent. I like that. Um, This has been a a great interview, Annette. Um, Where can, if people, if people want to buy your book, if they want to find and follow you, if they're looking for a consultation, where, where can they go for all those things? Um, they can go to my website. It's AnnetteKurtz.com. So it's um, Annette with two N, two T, and Kurtz in K-U-R-T-Z.com. 
Beautiful. What about LinkedIn? I think you're on LinkedIn, social media. I'm, all in those link, places? I'm LinkedIn. It's also my name, Annette Kurtz. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Annette. I hope um, people listen to this podcast and start moving in, in the direction of a flow that works best for them. And, and hopefully they'll be in touch with you. It was awesome to be with you. Thank you so much, Lance. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye.